Welcome to my Latinx life. Join me as I journey to learn, educate, and highlight Latinx leaders in a comfortable setting similar to your mom's kitchen. We'll explore a variety of topics with guests and reoccurring hosts. I'm your host, Joe Ardondo, and this is my Latinx life. Welcome back to my Latinx life, and today we have Natalie with joining me today. Um, and she's an amazing person that I got to meet through the Girl Collective when I talked with Christine. So if you haven't listened to that episode, you should go back and listen to that one because that's a really fun episode. There's actually two episodes where we talk about Girl Collective and Christine. And today we're going to talk to Natalie, who happens to work at Girl Collective, but also is a amazing, we'll use the term girl because that is the term that we used over at the Girl Collective chat. And I know yeah. you have some amazing work and we'll talk about that also coming up with that. So um, you are the P. PR girl, correct? I am the PR girl, yes, the okay. one and only. <laughs> well, welcome, Natalie. I'll let you introduce yourself. So, um, welcome, Natalie Garcia. Thank you. Yes, I'm Natalie Garcia. Thank you for the lovely intro- introduction. Um, yes, I work with Girl Collective. Christine is my boss lady, and I am her right hand person, you know, publicist, her Chris Jenner, whatever she needs me to be. That's who I am. <laughs> okay, so like if you need her to run somebody over, Natalie's the woman. Like she will come yes. in, boss bitch and all, like just <laughs> doing what needs to get done to get the job done. Um, so when somebody asks who Natalie is, how do you respond to that question like what comes to mind what do you want to let people to know um well I um I guess I I I want people to know I'm down to earth I think that um people have different you know perspectives of who I am but I'm pretty down to earth I'm your regular I grew up like in the San Fernando Valley Pacoima and Glendale like Totally, you know, typical Latina fat, like the Latino family, Mexican American. I'm first generation. Um, you know, I I think that I relate to a lot of like Latinos here who like you know who deal with identity issues too. So I feel like you know trying to find my own identity in this like community and. Because I'm a hippie, I'm a, a brujita, I'm a, you know, I'm a PR girl, I'm, you know, I'm everything, but I can get hood too. So don't like, you know, but it, don't it's, get it twisted. I'm different, I'm different, multidimensional. So, you know, so I really can't label myself, you know, I can really tell you, I, but I'm, I can really say I'm pretty down to earth that I, you know, I'm always here for like my people and always trying to like just break break barriers for everybody else and for myself so um yeah I'm just I like to say I'm a regular you know chick from the valley (laughs) I love it I love it I love it do you think Natalie today is the Natalie that 10 year old Natalie thought about like do you think they're the same person um I think I'm I am better you know obviously but I, I I definitely a 10-year-old Natalie probably would be, like, amazed by this, Natalie, because I was a very fearful child. Like, I was always, like, I'm a Virgo, so I'm always, like, anxiety-driven and, like, da-da-da and, like, you know, um, again, dealing with the where do I fit in type of vibe when I was 10 years old. And now I'm just, like, mm, I am who I am, you know, and I think 10-year-old Natalie would, like, love that, Natalie, because she's like, oh, I want to be, like, that one you know so okay Mm -hmm. good I mean I think that's amazing I think that people I think that's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately um it's like is like younger Joe 
the same Joe that I wanted to be today. And I don't think it is. And I think that that's a hundred percent amazing. I think that the person I am today is very different than what I thought I would be. Like, like I said, in other episodes, I've said, I never thought I'd be a West coast person uh, growing up in Texas. I was always like, I'm going to end up on the East coast. I love the idea of a fast paced Uh life. I love the idea of being like a total asshole and not having to deal with people (laughs) and things like that. Um, Just that kind of cold, like no nonsense kind of life. And then ended up on the west coast and now i'm like you know what i love being a hippie i want to go out camping (laughs) i wonder what my chart says today i need to know like all the energy in this house is apartment is good today like because i smudged the house last night and i was like i'm gonna smudge it before i go to bed and then tomorrow i have a light morning and i'm just gonna go ahead and do that and then i'll do the podcast and the house will feel great and i'm just like yeah that's your that's the vibe that's the vibe you're better that's the vibe and i'm it's funny that it's a west coast vibe because i mean i grew up in the west coast I, I don't you know i definitely been to the east coast so i didn't know that like oh that's like the stereotypical stuff for the west coast you know you don't know when you're in it um because yep. i grew up with it i grew up with astrology and said it's smudgy like my mom was the one doing all so and it wasn't normal like back then people weren't you know as mm-hmm. open with it as it is now so now that i'm like seeing like oh that i check my astrologer i know i've known i was a virgo since the day i was like i could breathe like literally my mom would be like Walter Mercado is on you're a Virgo your horoscope is on so it's like funny that that's the vibe so I love it I love it that you're in that vibe because that's my mode like that was like my everyday life growing up and I thought it was a weird like I was like oh my family's not normal and then now I'm like oh y'all we've been doing this Yeah, no. And I mean, I guess my family did, of course, like we read horoscopes and things like that. My family was very, I'm lucky I grew up in this like kind of weird hippie family where like, yeah, we had to like be adults and like have jobs and like we followed the mainstream. But of course, like there was also this like really weird, like everybody kind of grew plants and everybody enjoyed nature and like everybody really believed in like treating nature and animals with respect. And like I came from a family that like ranched and they farmed and things like that. But like it was a really respectful way that they did it. And it was like this really beautiful. And I look back on it now and I'm like, we were just living like our normal lives it didn't it seemed weird as a kid like because of course, yeah like, we lived in the city and none of my friends like it wasn't what their families did like their families were like bankers and they mm-hmm. worked in businesses and my family was out here ranching and breeding horses and riding bulls and I was like that's <laughs> weird and now I'm like, I just want to go back to that life. I just want to live on a nice piece of property, yes. just a couple acres and like just be away from everybody and just live my best life out there in a little commune. You're speaking to me. Yes. And I think also like that's a lot of like a lot of Latinos grow up like that, too, you know, and that, you know, close to plants, close to animals. You know, I think that, you know, we have it ingrained in us to like be this like hippie life. I mean, in mainstream, it's called hippie lifestyle and for us. It's just like. This is our, our life. Like this is our Latino life. And I remember my, my dad would take his own chili peppers to restaurants and I'd be like, and it's what we were growing on. They're like, Dad, like put those away. Like, you know, and now I just laugh because yeah. yeah, and I know I laugh. I was like, oh my God, I'm over here like that's organic food. And I'm like, put it away. <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy thing. It's organic. Also, like how sustainable our lives were just like normally mm-hmm. without thinking about it like because we live in this like very sustainable like how do we live a sustainable life and how do we live one with the earth and things like that it's like when i talk about it to people i'm like latinos have been sustainable for a long time and like we, i make this yeah. joke all the time is like the country crock that's in the refrigerator 
Not a damn Latino person I know has ever eaten country crock. But you know what? We have all the containers. And I'm like, where do the, all these containers come from? Like, <laughs> where do our moms get them? Because I, my mom doesn't cook with it. Like, she doesn't use it. Yeah. But there was always country crock and parquet containers in the house. Because when you go to a, a party, they, they give you salsa. They give you your mole. They give you whatever you have. Your, everything in there. You just take it with you. And then you keep reusing that. Because like, heaven forbid you throw start? it away, right? That's the thing. Is, where do they start? Because I don't know anybody who uses uses that type of margarine or anything i'm like do we just like go to other people's house and collect it like do we go to all the white people's house who like use this and like are going to get rid of it and we're like oh no we got to take this home this is the good tupperware that's funny that, you know i never thought of that because that's actually true like i didn't even think of that but yeah, yeah we collect we because you know i don't we don't throw anything away i used to tell my mom I'm like throw this away and now i'm in my like when i live with my dad i'm like no no don't throw that away we might need that i literally <laughs> and i no, reuse it I literally right <laughs> under my desk there's a whole bucket of pots from all of my plants that I've been repotting. Will I throw them? There is a vial. There's a plastic vial in here. Will I get rid of it? No. Because I no. think I can use it. We might need it. I might need it. I might you need might it. need it. Because when you're looking for something, oh, you know where to find it. I'm like, there there, those are my buckets right there. There's also some cardboard boxes from all the plants I bought right <laughs> under here. This is how, I'm like, I've literally turned into my mom and into my Oh, grandma. no, same. I'm like, same. Oh my goodness, if I start hoarding things, I'm just going to have to stop. <laughs> like, that's where I have to turn myself in and just be like, I'm done. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Okay. So you come from the San, Fer you said the San Fernando Valley. You live in mm -hmm. California. You've identified as this amazing, all-encompassing hippie Latina who lives in California and lives that lifestyle. You do marketing and public relations as your daytime mm -hmm. job, and you do that for Girl Collective. It also seems like you've done some of that also like as your like side work and things like that because you also have a few other clients. Yeah. Maybe. Um, who are some of the other clients that we may not know of? Well, I actually started, I kind of like stepped away from doing other clients right now uh -huh. um, because I just have so much going on with Girl Collective of you see what we're having and oh, I think no. um I started really listening to my body this year because I used to work for an agency and just had like 10 clients and I was mm -hmm. running around all crazy before the pandemic happened once the pandemic happened I really you know I went through like a lot of like just I mean not like everybody else you know just a lot of like yep. thinking about what my day-to-day -day look like why I'm not taking care of myself I got sick you know mentally I was just not in a place where I was happy, you know, and I was working so much and I had this um, thriving career on the outside that everybody, you know, saw. And then on the inside, I was just felt like shit, you know, all the time, you know, I was tired, I was exhausted, I was burnt out and I wouldn't allow myself to take breaks. So, you know, fast forward to with working with Girl Collective, as soon as I start feeling like, oh, I'm burnt out, like I start noticing, you know, certain things and, you know, I'm get like grumpy or I start, you know, so I started listening to myself more and started saying like, you know what, let me, you know, Girl Collective makes me happy. That's, you know, I love writing. I'm writing, you know, wrote my book and I don't have, if I don't, I don't want to like be this agent running around with all these a million clients because I'm going to burn myself out. So I decided to step back on a lot of you know, clients and say no, like I, I've turned down a lot of clients and I feel bad because I love, there's so many amazing brands and I work mainly, mainly with brands. Um, so many like Latino owned brands that I love to represent, mm -hmm. but I have to listen to my body and listen to my mind and put myself first and like do things that I love to do. And, and with girl collective, I have the flexibility to write my book, be with my daughter, have a balanced, you know, work life. Um, 
and, you know, I step back, you know, and yeah, I'm not, you know, like I, I, there are certain things that I have to sacrifice, like obviously, you know, money wise, but I'm like, you know, I was like, I'm okay. As long as I feel good and I can rest, I'm okay. You know, so right now it's just girl collective and my, in my book, like, and I'm okay with that in my family. And I'm like, I'm like loving life right now as far as like what I'm doing with my career, you know. I'm loving that for you. I love when people take an introspective time to like look at themselves and think, is this like a moment for me? And like, is this like, should I be taking time for myself? Am I in a healthy spot? What does that look like for me? Um, And I think it's different for everybody. And I think people don't do, I think I shouldn't say people. I think a lot of times as Americans, we don't do that because like we're just in this Mm -hmm. hustle and bustle. Like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta win. And I'm like, what are we winning? Winning. Like we're all gonna die. What are we at doing mindlessly? Yeah, yeah, I was like, it's like, and I think I did that also. Like in my early twenties, I was like, oh nope, you got to be out there. You got to hustle. You got to make your money. You got to be on top of things. You got to have the best of the best. And now, like as I like age a little bit more every day, as I like to remind myself that, like at some point, it's just <laughs> why the why the fuck do I care? Like it is what it mm. is. And I can only be so happy before I'm just like burned out and I have to take time for myself. And I'm like, if I don't take time for myself, I know I'm an asshole. Like, I'm, I know I am yeah. in general. Like, so I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> I have a big personality. Um, oh, I, under- I love Scorpio. My daughter's a Scorpio. I, I oh, yeah. She has, ooh, she's, yeah. I get you. Christine's a Scorpio too. So I'm surrounded by Scorpios. Because we're fabulous. And I think that that's what people forget is like, yeah, are we assholes? A hundred percent. Do we want things our way all the time? Of course. Yes. But you know what? If somebody fucks with you, I'm probably going to fuck with them. Like I don't play that game. Like if you're like my people, you're my people and I will go to back. The loyalty. Yes. Yes. I respect that. Yeah. Yes. But like, don't you treat can be me an bad. asshole as long as you're loyal. You're a loyal yeah. asshole. I'm good. That's how I feel. I'm like, you know, I, and you also always know where you stand with me. Like, I don't try to sugarcoat a lot of things. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, no, that's a bad idea. Like, that's yeah. Oh, I love that. I'm I'm the same way. Like, I try to be nice when I say things, you know, because I do tend to come out like, oh no, that's stupid. Like, you know, so I try to like be like, oh, but that's stupid in a nice way, you know. Um, <laughs> you think you really should be doing that? Right, you know. But, and people, some people don't, you know, don't fuck with that. And I respect people who are like, yeah, tell me the truth. Like, I always, in any relationship, I'm like, I need you to be 100% like with me. So I love that. I respect that. Levi. Great. So you said you have a little daughter. How old is she? I have a daughter. She's nine years old. She's also She's precious, by the way. Um, Thank you. As much as I like the idea of kids, they also like 100% terrify me because I'm like, there was like two days yeah. last week that I forgot to like, and people don't believe this. I'm like, I'm one of those people who will like go do things and like get caught up. And then like, I forget to eat dinner. Like I'll go to yeah. bed like at 1130. I'm like, why the hell am I so hungry? And then I'm like, Oh crap. I had breakfast. I skipped lunch because I was busy and I got busy and I was visiting with people or doing things or relaxing and I didn't feel like cooking. I was like, I should eat something. So I will like a hundred percent just go eat like uh, some crackers. I'm an old person. I have saltines in my house all the time. Um, and I'll get up at like two in the morning and go eat saltines. And I'm like, what? when did I become this person? I'm like, I really am my grandparents. It like, it's getting worse and worse every day. Um, but she is precious and I love it because I'm like, I don't Thank know if I'll you. ever have kids as much as I want to, but she is precious. And you looks like she wrote her own book, which we're going to get into you writing a book right now. She also wrote a cute little book. I saw a couple of weeks ago. Yes. She does everything I do. So that's, that's the thing with kids. Like, you know, they, they look up to like, I'm, 
her role model. So everything I do, she she wants to do. So if she sees me running, I mean, she's been going to work with me since she was like three, you know, yeah. like it's, because it's it's always been me and her. So I try to take jobs that I can take her with me. Yeah. So she thinks she's a publicist. She actually <laughs> opened her own little small business. She's Good writing a book too. You know, her. she's just like she wants to be right she's now. A, she right <laughs> she no she told me i'm her publicist because now she wants to do um she's in a musical theater camp so oh, now yeah. she's like oh i'm i'm full acting you know so she's yeah she's her own little like uh, career maven i don't like i don't know i'm i know she's gonna do amazing things and i'm just like i'm so proud of her and but yeah no i ha- i mean even with kids like i just have to watch myself too because you know i'll be like fuck and I'll be like this, and I'm like, oh shit, I have a daughter, you know. And I think that's the thing with kids is like people think, oh, you're a perfect mom, blah blah blah. And I was like, oh my god, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure it out as I go because I don't want to do the same thing my parents did. I'm just trying to like do different things, you know, and like you know, let change, break those generational cycles with her, you know, make sure that I'm being the best I can with her. Um, and if that and me showing her like a thriving, like how I'm thriving in my career and listening to my body and you know and listening to myself when like I need to rest is like the perfect example that I want to be for her and letting her know to be honest with her emotions and rest and you know like yeah you want to do all these amazing things I'm so proud of you but chill like be a kid like run around and you know enjoy Mm -hmm. life so do you think that that was the same way that you grew up or do you think your parents were not like that with you no, I, I definitely grew up opposite of that. My, again, like my parents, I'm first, genera- first generation. So my parents really relied on me a lot to, yeah. you know, my parents came here when they were teenagers, but they still really kind of were reluctant to take on the American way. So my mom never really wanted to learn English. My dad yeah. did, but they both had really elementary um, education. So they were still very, you know, when they came here and they didn't have that education, they they were, Mm -hmm. my dad became, was a farm worker. My mom worked in a factory. Um, Mm -hmm. So, and then my dad now he works in a factory. So they've pretty much had these like labor jobs. So I went to school, I learned the language, I read Mm -hmm. both, you know, I learned both languages. So they really were like, wow, you're, you're like the American dream. Like we, Natalie, can you translate this? Natalie, can you do this? So I really felt like I didn't get to enjoy a lot of my childhood because I was so, I was too busy trying to, you know, be like the manager of them, you know, their Mm -hmm. publicist in their, in a certain way, you know, and, you know, translating, filling out forms, you know, even with technology growing, like I was learning technology, like learning how to email and I had to teach them and they still don't want to learn. Um, so even now, like they'll be like, Natalie, like my printer's broken. And I was like, Oh my God, like Google it, you know, watch a YouTube like the rest of us do. (laughs) I'm like, how did I become the IT person of the house? Like, Oh, I'm the IT, I'm the chef, I'm everything. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, your parents were like on Facebook. And you know they're reading it. Oh, oh yeah, that's like, what I, I told like, how, you, how do you know how to upload pictures on Facebook and like you know chat with your friends, but you don't know how to do the printer? Oh, trust me, we we go into it. Um, but because of that too, I feel like they really. I grew up to be very resilient and really like ready to take on the world and really anything that came on my way, I was like I'm ready to tackle it. 
Um, but you know, I did now that I look back, I was like, I really missed out on a lot of my childhood. And that's why I'm the way I am now. I'm like, ah, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm just going to be, you know, now I have my child and I'll be like, let's go to Universal Studios. Let's be kids. Like, I'll be <laughs> swinging on the swings with her. I'll be in the park going down the slides, like having fun with her. And I don't care if anybody else looks at me They're like, what is that girl woman? Because I want to reparent myself, you know, and and enjoy my life and not having to like, and I don't want my daughter to feel like she's in charge of me either, you know, or she has to do things for me. I want her to enjoy being a kid. So, you know, it's just a little different breaking those, you know, little cycles that our parents had. And obviously they grew up the same way. Their parents put them to work early on. That's why they didn't finish school. That's why they didn't, you know, they came to this country to make money, you know, so it was mm -hmm. an ongoing cycle. So it's typical, you know, like first gen, you know, generation and even second generation. I feel like even Latinos just we always like it's almost like an obligation that we have to take care of our parents. We have to do these things for our parents and we, or we feel guilty about it if we don't. Oh, like I had a yeah. lot of guilt. It's the guilt more a than anything. A lot of guilt. Yeah. Do if I, think I said no. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was disrespectful. Mm -hmm. I was and then I would sit there and shame myself and be shamed and shame myself for it saying, no, I can't do that for you, you know, because I want to put myself first. Yep. What do and you mean you, you want to put up. yourself first? Like, yep. That's selfish, you know? How dare so. you? Like, they 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 offered so much of themselves for you. So why would you dare not offer any of We came to this country for you. And and oh. I, and again, super grateful, yeah. you know, and that's, that's always been in time. Like, I'm so glad that they, you know, I can't even imagine the sacrifices they made and the privileges I have because of them. However... I think that there are certain things that as adults, as we like grow up, we need to start breaking and unpacking those things. And, you know, and that's always like that comes up sooner or later, it comes up for you, whether it's in your 20s or 30s or 40s, whatever, you know, you just start, you have to reparent yourself in a way. Yep. You got to figure it out yourself. You got to step aside. You got to, but it is, I'm not, so I guess I'm lucky I'm not first generation, nor am I really a second generation. Like, I guess. My dad's mom, she, of course, she came from Mexico. But other than that, my family has been in the U.S. for many, many generations. But I'm like, mm -hmm. there are still things like this that are very true to our, like my grandmother that came from Mexico, like she never really learned English. She just refused not to. And that was like mm -hmm. in the 60s, like she came, she had plenty of opportunity. And my grandfather passed away in the early 90s. So she's been a widow for well over almost 30 years. She at some point should have learned English, but did she? No, yeah. she was 100% that woman who said no. Mm -mm. I'm mm -hmm. good. They feel like they, my mom says that she feels like she would betray her country and her like people if she like even like took on this whole, you know, American culture. And I get it. I mean, you know, like I, on the outside, American culture, you're like, what? Like, yeah. nothing makes sense. So when you're in, except for the people that are in America, they're like, no, we're the best people ever, oh, you yeah. know? Um, so I couldn't, I can see her perspective on it. Uh, but she chose to be here too. So it yep. just made things, I was like, but you're here. <laughs> does she understand a lot of English? Yes. She does. Yeah. But oh, she knows she how to cuss in English. Oh yeah. <laughs> does she know when you're talking about her? Yes. Does she know what's going on? What? Yes. But will she play? I like to say she plays dumb. She decides what she wants to respond to. She decides <laughs> if she's going to understand you. And I'm like, 100%. But you know what? She's also at a point in her life where she can do that. Like at some point there will be a point in my life where I'll be like, I'm older. I don't have to respond to you. I don't even have to acknowledge you anymore. I've always exactly. said like at some point I'm going to wear a caftan. I'm going to drive how I want. I'm going to park on those stripes at the front of the store. You know why? Because I'm old enough and I can do what I want. Say yeah. something to me. Say something to me so that you can, 
I was like, we're not going to do this game. I am 100% looking forward to that day. I also will ask for every discount that I can because I'm an American. Oh, yeah. That is, that is mm-hmm. our right and privilege right there is to go into a store and be like, I know there's a discount code you can senior go through. Senior citizen. Right? I'm a senior <laughs> citizen. I'm an AARP. I am 100% want my discount. Yeah. I know it's 5%. And I know it does not make no difference, <laughs> but I it. want it. I want it. I need to know that I won today. That's the real win. That's really what we should be all trying to get to in life is how do I get all the discounts that are only afforded to Right. The coupons, the, the discounts. Coup- I'm, mm-hmm. I'm down for that. The I'm early shopping when nobody else is there now. I'm like, I don't like people at the store when I want to go shopping. I was like, that's a dream. Just a bunch of old people who don't want to talk to each other anyways. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I will go shopping at that time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, love it. Funny. So you're at Girl Collective getting ready for a mm-hmm. launch party, it looks like, correct? Yes. How are Big things, launch party. How do first. you feel about that? It's next weekend, correct? Yes, it's next Saturday. I feel so I'm so excited. Like it's just, you know, it's we've been the growth that we've had in the last year. I mean, I mean you've been there like throughout it too. Um, it's been such a because I, I went on the team last August. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've just we worked in the garage, Christine's garage for a long time and then like this summer, she was like, oh, we're going to get an office. And we were talking about it for a long time. We, I mean, I can write a book about our journey this year, you know. Um, so just to be in real life, you know, with people and people who like watched us grow this last year and watched Christine grow from the beginning, you know, too, is amazing. I'm so excited for this event. And we have such amazing partners um, I think my goal for this event was bringing the community together and yeah. aligning Latinos and aligning brands, like letting them know, like, hey, we're here, like our community's here, you know. Um, and I know that there's a, a want for to fill this expand to our space, you know, and our space just being, you know, just on its own and really growing. And and I think with this event, like that was my goal to like bring unity of all the friends, a collaborative event with other Latinas, other entrepreneurs, other brands, Latina owned brands. And it's it I've been reaching out to so many brands and so many people and meeting people and connecting with them. And it's throughout for this event that it's been such a great, you know, just the outpour of like support the outpour of like, oh my God, like I want to be a part of this. And it's so cool because after a year of just being locked in the house uh-huh. and being or in the garage, working in, in the garage, garage. Too, having our in the garage, <laughs> um, to being in this office space and having like a community space is so cool. And and being around people like-minded and who are, you know, just want to see, you know, opportunity. we want to like everybody, like make everybody sit on this table. We're making tables. I want everybody making tables and sitting and creating these spaces. And um, so it's, it's the kickoff of many events, yeah. you know? Um, so it's really cool to just see how, how it unfolds, you know? And hopefully, I mean, I know you're not in LA, but maybe when oh, you don't worry, there, don't worry. There's still a part of it. Thanks. If I fly next Friday, <laughs> Calm down. I thought about. It. I was like, I can fly. I have a haircut Friday. You can cash at my place. See, don't be, don't be making like <laughs> offers like that because what's going to happen is I'm going to end up in LA next weekend, and then I got to be back and- on Sunday in Seattle because we're hosting an event for work. And I'm like, I could fly back Sunday morning. It's only like an hour you and a half, two hour it. flight. <laughs> and then I'm going to spend the whole day at the beach. And I'm like, I feel like also like if I went 
I feel like Natalie's gonna take me out and we're gonna be out way too oh, late. Oh, I live in West Hollywood. We'll be out See, and that's about. the thing. I it's need- like, you'll just end up dropping me back off at the airport. Like, we'll never even make it home. Like, the pullout- We won't even be, sleep. We won't even sleep. I'll be like- I just need. Oh no, I'm I'm the wrong friend to be like. Oh yeah, you gotta work next tomorrow. No, oh, yeah. I'm not like, that friend most of the time either. You're relax, chill. I'm you know, you work so, a lot. <laughs> if I'm in the mood, I will go all night. But I'm also at the point in my life where like the sun's down, Joe's asleep. Like I don't play no. Oh games my god, sometimes. same. I try to be that. I mean, I was a major party girl in my twenties. Of and course. Now, obviously, after my child and everything, um, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. Oh, yeah. I don't want to do that. I was like, oh, I have one drink. And then I'm like, oh, I'm like, you know, I just want to be watching TV. I'm going to go home. My thing is like, I don't want to put on real pants no more. I'm 100%. (laughs) True. I'm like, I'd have to button these. Do y'all know what that means? Like, I don't want to button things. And I'm lucky. Like, I have maintained my weight during most of the pandemic. And so, like, everything still fits. It's just like, uh-huh. I don't want to, like, all my friends know this even before the pandemic. I hated going anywhere where I had to put on pants because as soon as I walk through that door, my pants are off. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. <laughs> I don't like having them on. I'm like, they're pointless. Like, I just want to be in gym shorts or, like, just in my underwear. Anyways, um, probably more than you want to know and most of the listeners, but that's, <laughs> it is what it is. I'm an adult. This is what I can do. This is the whole point of living alone. But yeah, now I'm like, I just don't want to put on real pants. But I do want to be around people, strangely enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I a hundred percent am thinking about it. So like, I don't know. There's a part of me that says, if I just pop down, like it's just a day, like what's the just... worst trouble I could get into? Yeah. You're not that far. You're not that it's far. Not think that about far. it. Think about it. If, if you not, need more I'm gonna... motivation, call me. <laughs> <laughs> Should I come? Yeah. No. Um, and then I end up falling in love and I'm like, oh my God, I can't leave now. And I'm like, no, I gotta go. I really do need to get back to my home. Um, so I'm so happy for y'all because y'all got some, actually there's somebody that y'all are partnering with that I really want to have on the show also. So just FYI, uh, Latinx with plants, um, you're on yes, my radar. Andy. Um, yes. so you're on my radar. So hopefully, uh, now that I've had Christine and Natalie both on the show, I'm like, Oh look, they're also partnering. Yeah, no, I'm she also- would, I'm sure she would love it. I'll put you in touch with her. Good. good I'll be good. your publicist. You'll be I'll my public. I'll just be like, um, <laughs> I was talking to That's Natalie what- the other day and she just she said, you could to- do it. She said, you're free. And she said, this is the date and time. Thank you. Um, and that would 100% just be my like Scorpio attitude coming she, out. And people would be like, She yeah. has such a wonderful, I mean, what she's doing in the community is so amazing. Her story, her background is so, like how she got with Latinx plants. Like she, she's amazing. Like when I met her, you know, Christine went to the store and she's like, mm-hmm. finally we have to like, I love Latinx with plants. And obviously we, we were seeing her, you know, on media mm-hmm. and like and, uh, we follow on Instagram. So she came to the office, I met her in person, and she's just, like, so amazing. Like, I was like, oh, my God, this is so great. Like, her story is amazing. So hopefully you get to talk to her. I'm sure you will because um, she's definitely doing so amazing things for the communities, and we're so happy to have her a part of this event. Yeah, y'all have some great big names. So if you haven't looked and you're in the L.A. area or California, or actually if you're anywhere and you just want to be in L.A. next week and like a perfect reason as things are starting to open more up and you want to support a great Latina-owned business and a bunch of other Latina-owned businesses and BIPOC-owned businesses, um, you should check out Girl Collective. Um, I'm sure that Natalie will have lots of stuff up on the Instagram and on yes. the Twitter. Are y'all still doing TikToks also? We're doing TikToks. Yeah, we're, okay. we're huge. Christine's huge on TikToks. 
actually, I'm like, that's actually we're one of my favorite things about Christine is like I found Christine also. Well, I found Christine somewhere else first, and then when during the pandemic we talked about how much we both love TikTok, so that was great. I love following her TikToks as well um, <laughs> because again, I'm still a 30 year old millennial who enjoys staying up until two in the morning watching videos that I don't right. enjoy watching. Um, <laughs> And then complain about it the whole next day that I was up too late. Because you're tired. Because yeah. I'm tired. I'm like, why did I stay up so late? And then I'm like, oh, that was my own fault. I'm a hot piece of mess, but it's okay. Um, but yeah, so y'all are doing big things over there. Remember, follow us on Instagram and Twitter for updates on the show. And like and share with your friends, with your families, with your coworkers, because we love to have people here listening. And leave us a good rating on whatever platform you're listening on today. Thanks. Thanks.